This is Brian Finale, and you're listening to the My Lead System Pro Podcast. The podcast for entrepreneurs who want to grow, get better, and rewire your mind for success so you can build the business of your dreams. And now, it's time to dig deep with an MLSP industry top earner. Let's rock. Welcome to another episode of the Miley System Pro Wake Up Call podcast. And we have another amazing leader with us today, Dr. Bob Clark. He's been here for uh, quite some time. And I, I love the guy's story because, um, you know, there's he struggled. And I, I love the, you know, someone who goes in and, and is, you know, is that underdog or it's, uh, you know, it seems like there's no way out or, you know, you bounce around for a while, your friends and family and colleagues tell you you're crazy and, and it, it's, there's some pain. And I love it because he stayed with it. He saw something. Now, Dr. Bob was not the guy who hated his job or hated his boss. He had a very successful career in the healthcare industry. His friends actually thought he was crazy for <laughs> looking at side hustles and, and all the things, right? Because by anyone's yeah, view or, or uh, idea, he, this dude had success. And none of that mattered. He got to work. He bounced around four years and struggled, but he kept showing up. He kept learning, kept getting to the events, kept investing in himself. Right? And just a few years ago, you know, he retired, he and his bride, and they're full-time. Right? And full-time means for him very part-time. You know, he's got kids, grandkids, he travels. And just by the way, he had to figure this whole thing out part-time because he did have a very successful career and job. And so, by the way, his audience is people who, you know, his bread and butter audience, people who don't have a whole bunch of time. They might have a job or two, and they got to figure it out in, like, the tiny pockets, you know, throughout the day, and you know, that's what he did. And that's who he serves now. And he's a coach here. He's a master affiliate here, multiple revenue streams, got his own things going on, courses, all, all the things, right? It's possible. It's possible. Dr. Bob Clark, good morning, sir. Welcome to the wake-up call. Morning, Brian. Thank you so much. Hey, MLSP community and guests. It's always an honor to come out here and serve you guys. Uh, this is the best community I've ever found uh, online in terms of support and people helping out and sharing results. So I love to come out here and serve you guys. And, you know, we know that, that all this success in network marketing, affiliate marketing, online marketing, it's all because of skills that you, you master, right? And there's some core skills that you have to master. And then there's some skills that you can master that just take your business to another level. And one of the ones that I've been really working hard on over the last few months has been the skill of storytelling, okay, storytelling. Um, so just listen to these three approaches of a network marketer promoting her skincare line, okay? Listen, listen to these three different approaches. Here's the first one. Our new amazing skin cream is on sale now. Today only, you can get 10% off your first order. Our skin cream is made from only the purest ingredients and is PABA and allergen-free. The secret ingredient is extracted from the thyroid gland of a rare fish species only found in the Amazon River in South America. It will have your skin looking 20 years younger in no time. Let me know how many tubes you want in your first order and get 10% off. But hurry, the offer ends tonight at midnight. Okay, so that's the first one. Compare that to the second one. 
Our amazing new skincare skin cream is on sale now. I know you've probably tried several other options for your skincare, but your experience with our skincare line will be different. After just a few applications, you'll see your wrinkles disappear and your skin will look 20 years younger. No more blemishes, no more crow's feet, and that scar you got back when you were a kid, that scar will be gone too. You'll be excited to look in the mirror for the first time in years, and you know what? Your husband and boyfriend will wonder what's changed about you. Okay, that's better, right? It's more of a benefit-driven. So the first one was, was uh, features. That's what most people do. The second one was more benefit-driven. That's better. Now check out this one, this third one. It's a longer one, but it, involve, it involves a story. Check this out. August 15, 2010 was a day I'll never forget. Something happened to me that day that would transform my life in the worst possible way. Up until that day, I was just a normal kid trying to survive adolescence. I was pretty popular and got good grades, but at that age, all I really wanted to do was to blend in and not stand out. My friend said I was really pretty, and I secretly had a dream of of winning a beauty contest and maybe even becoming a social media influencer. But I was too embarrassed to tell anyone, afraid that they'd laugh at me. That was my life, until it wasn't. As I said, the day was August 15th. I was riding with my brother in his new convertible. He got, the, he got this convertible as a graduation gift from my parents, and we felt like the coolest kids in town driving around with a top down on a hot summer day. I was only 15, but I felt so grown up. And since my parents were around, I decided to forget the seatbelt. I was sure nothing would happen. And you know what? It was a decision I'd regret the rest of my life. The accident happened in a split second. A car ran a red light, screeching tires. And then all I remember is a tremendous sound, a crashing sound, and then glass hitting my face. I'd hit the windshield. I won't go into the gory details, but let's just say that after several surgeries and months of rehab, I was almost back to normal, or what was my new normal, complete with a jagged scar that went from the, just above my right eye, down my cheek, and ended at the base of my neck. It was long, it was red, and I felt broken. Most of the kids in school were pretty nice about it, and they were compassionate at first. But as time went on, I could see the looks on their faces, the way they looked at me. And there, some of them were looking at me like I was some kind of Frankenstein monster. And the really cruel kids in, ta- in school started calling me Frankie because that's what I looked like with the scar. I felt ugly. I felt alone. No boy would even look at me. And my dream of winning a beauty contest was gone forever. As an adult, I was resigned to live alone, right? The ugly duckling with no dates and certainly no prospects of ever getting married. I was pretty lonely. Besides work, I spent most of my time trying to find something that would hide or even reduce the scar on my face. Uh, I tried plastic surgery, but that only seemed to make it worse. I tried strategically placing scarves over my face, but inevitably the scar would show through. And I tried something like 100 different skin creams that promised to hide the scar, but none of them delivered on their promise. Then a friend told me about Hearst Company's skin cream, and to say I was skeptical is an understatement. I'd heard it all before, but, you know, I read the label, the ingredients, and a promise to make my scar disappear 30 days or less, and I thought, yeah, right. But I had nothing to lose, so I took out my credit card and purchased my first bottle. Best decision of my life. After 10 days, 
I thought I noticed the scar being less red, but maybe it was my imagination. But by 20 days, not only was the redness gone, but my scar actually seemed to be getting shorter. And on day 30, I looked in the mirror and I couldn't believe it. The scar was almost completely gone and mostly unnoticeable. I felt whole again. I felt my old self coming back. And for the first time in forever, I actually smiled back at myself in the mirror. Pretty, pretty powerful, right? This is the power of storytelling in your business. You know, unfortunately, most marketers are boring. They lead with facts, figures, features, like, like that first uh, example I gave. They lead, they lead with the features of whatever they're selling. The more successful marketers lead with benefits and maybe even the benefits of the benefits. But the most successful marketers that I've found use stories about benefits to drive sales of their products and their business. So flat out, stories make you memorable, they make you relatable, and most importantly, they build trust. So you should really be using stories in all of your marketing, right, in conversations with prospects, on your sales pages, in your emails, uh, in Facebook Messenger, in your videos, basically everywhere, right, where you're promoting, you should be trying to use stories as much as possible. Because when you inject a story, you become interesting, right? Even if the story didn't happen directly to you. The story I just told you didn't happen to me, right? It was a story about someone who used a product line. I don't know about you, but when I, when I read an email or, or listen to a, a video or an audio or something, I'm totally hooked when, when, when it starts with the words, let me tell you a story. That just draws me in personally. I don't know if that does it for you, but for me, when I hear there's going to be a story, my ears perk up, right? And I think so do most people's. So two common questions that, that, that are mostly asked about stories is, number one, how do I come up with stories? And then number two, how do I tell a story that can improve sales in my business? So let's tackle the first one first. How do I come up with stories? So there's probably more, but I, I, I can identify three main sources of stories. The first one are stories that happen to you, right? They're your stories. These are kind of the best because you can't forget them, right? Or once they happen to you, you kind of remember them. Uh, and they can really build trust fast because they're related to you. Now, when I said, you know, they happen to you and you remember them, that's unless you're getting older like me. And, and it's funny because I forget a lot of the stories that happen to me. I need something to jog my memory. So what I, I periodically do is a couple of things, right? Um, I'll go back to my old pictures on my phone and just start browsing through them. And it will kind of, sometimes it will trigger a story. I'll remember a story about something that I forgot. And I can use that story in my, for my business. And then the second best way is, is I will sometimes I'll talk to a friend, an old friend, and we'll have a talk about the past. And, and that person helps trigger some stories that I can remember. I had a, a best friend. He passed away, unfortunately. But um, I had a best friend who, had such an incredible memory that he remembered stories about my childhood that I didn't remember. And he would say, hey, do you remember the time that we did this and this and this? I'd be like, no, I have no recollection of that. Uh, go, yeah, it happened. So maybe if you have a friend like that, that would be really cool. There's somebody who can remember stories for you. Okay, so stories that happen to you, that's the first source. Second source is stories that happen to people you know, right? Friends of yours, colleagues, 
um, you know, other people in your company maybe who you know pretty well. They have stories. Maybe they have stories about products. Maybe they have stories about uh, things that they've, you know, they've experienced in the company, in the business, whatever. But there are other people's stories, but you could tell them secondhand. And then the third source of stories is stories you hear about others, maybe who've used your product or service. Maybe these are company testimonials. And it's really likely that uh, your company has testimonials all over their sales pages, right, or all over their marketing. Good com- most companies have that. And if, you know, if they're good stories, you can use some of those. And maybe you can go back to uh, the person who told the story and ask them to go deeper so you can learn more about the story than just the, the, you know, the, um, the snapshot of, of the testimonial. So, so those are three potential sources for stories. Again, I think the best one is you, stories that happen to you. And it's funny, I've gotten to the point now where I can, tell you, I can take a story that happened to me, and it can be totally unrelated to business, but I can find some way to pivot at the end and relate it to business. I do that in my emails all the time, right? I tell a story that has nothing to do with business at all. But then you can pivot, and there's almost always a lesson there that's related to business, and you can, you can talk about that. So that, that's a really effective way to inject stories into your, your emails, your marketing, your, your Facebook posts, your, your social media posts. Um, you know, you can inject stories pretty much anywhere. Okay, so in the last um, 10 minutes or so, let me give you some, um, some tips, right? Let me give you some tips for telling stories, for telling compelling stories that will really help you build trust with your audience. Okay, so the first tip is know your audience. Okay, know your audience. There it is again, right? At MOSP, we talk all the time. Understand, know and understand your audience, your target market. That's why it's focused on so much because every, every part of your marketing is built on knowing your audience, and storytelling is, is no exception. So understand your target market or your tribe so you can create stories that will resonate with them. And now my tribe, as Brian said, my tribe is, is people who are building their business part-time. So I can tell stories about when I was part-time in my business and some of the things that I went through that will totally resonate with, with people like that, with my audience, that probably wouldn't resonate with people who have been full-time in their business for a really long time. So know your audience. That, that's super, super important. Number two is start with a hook. Right? Like I said, I get really intrigued when somebody starts anything with, let me tell you a story. Right? That, that by itself to me is a good hook. But if you notice in this case, you know, um, the story I told you, the whole thing started with, you know, August 15th was a day I'll never forget. It was a day that would transform my life in the worst way. That, that's, a, that's a hook. Right? That makes you want to keep going and listening and, and for more. So you always have to start with a hook because we all know it, right? Like, like people have the attention span of a fleet, and you need to grab them in the first few seconds. You need to grab that attention hook them. That's, that's, that's a common thing with all marketing. And it's also true with storytelling. So you've got to start with a hook. Number three, the third tip is create relatable characters. I don't know if you guys listened to that story and, and related to that character, but I did. And I'm, I'm, I was never a teenage girl. But I could, I could just imagine as I read that story, right, how that poor girl must have felt. You know, one minute she's, she's a really pretty girl. 
and she said she has visions of uh, winning a beauty contest, maybe being a social media influencer. And then the next minute, she's got this incredibly ugly scar on her face, and she feels like Frankenstein, and everybody treats her different, and nobody wants to be near her. I, mean, I felt that. She's totally relatable. You don't have to be that, that kind of person to relate. You relate by the story itself. So when you tell your stories, you want to develop your characters so that they're relatable to your audience. Um, so they really become like into the story, like invested in the story. Number four, you want to build authentic emotion, right? You want to hit on emotions that is felt by the character and the goal is empathy, right? Now, in that story that I told you, right, you felt her loneliness, right? You, you felt her despair. You felt her giving up, right? You, you felt all that, and at least I did. And so you want, that's authentic, right? That's authentic emotion that, that we feel at a gut level. And for a story to be successful, you really need to build on that authentic emotion. And number five, build up to the significant moment. So any story, right? Any story really has three parts. It's the build up. It's the significant moment when things happen that change. And sometimes there's more than one, but there's usually one. And then there's what happened after, right, the result. So in this story, the significant moment was when, you know, she had this accident. She had scars on her face. And the significant moment was when her friend approached her about her skincare line, and she bought the bottle. She, she, she just, what the heck, right, she bought the bottle. That was a pivot moment in this story. So you always have to build up to that and then have a significant moment where things changed. In this case, it was buying the skincare. Number six, and this is sometimes where I struggle, you, know, you want to keep it simple and you want to keep the message clear. You know, it's, I get, when I'm writing stories, sometimes I get really into it and I make it too complex and too convoluted. And that's, that's bad because you'll lose the audience if you do that. You want to keep your story on point. You want to you know, make it as short as possible without losing the details. But you, but you don't want to make it so complex with so many characters and you know, be like a, uh, like a TV drama show, right, that goes from character to character. You don't want to tell stories like that because you'll lose people. Right? This, isn't a, this isn't a reality show. This is one story in time. So don't make your story too complex or convoluted, or you'll lose the audience, okay? And then my last tip is include specific details, right? Include specific details. You know, when you use descriptive and relevant details in your story, you'll draw the listener in. So in, in my case, the story that I told, right, it was this, it was, it, and I'll just read it from again, right? After 10 days, I thought I noticed the scar being less red, but maybe it was just my imagination. By 20 days, right, the redness was gone, or mostly gone, and the scar was shorter. By 30 days, I looked in the mirror and I couldn't believe my eyes, the scar was almost completely gone. So I'm giving details of this 30-day period where um, this girl started noticing changes. And that's, you want to really get into some detail to make the story believable. Right? You can't just say, uh, you know, she had a scar, and then flash forward to day 30, the scar was gone. Right? You can say that, but that sounds too much like a commercial. This is a story. You're bringing people along in the journey with you. Right? Any good story, uh, people will feel like they're going 
uh, on a, uh, a journey with you. So again, the, the four components of a great story are identifiable characters, building authentic emotion, leading up to a significant moment in the story, the turning point, and then number four is adding in specific details to draw the, the person in, draw the reader in. And if you can master that, and believe me, it's a skill because I'm still working on it, but it's fun, right? It's really fun to, to write stories um, about your business, about you know, experiences people have with products. Um, it, it's fun because it's not boring for people and it's not boring for you as a marketer. It's fun to create these stories, but it's like anything else, right? It's a skill to work on. So um, I hope I've impressed upon you today that, that uh, storytelling is uh, a huge part or could be and should be a huge part of your marketing. And it's something that, you know, you'll start, maybe you won't be very good at it, but if you keep working on it, you know, you'll, you'll master that skill and your business will transform because people will start relating to you on a level they never did before. Guys, I hope this has been of value to you today. Um, it's always, as I said, it's always an honor to be here to serve this community, and I'll see you at the next call. Take care. You have been listening to the My Lead System Pro Podcast with Brian Finale and the MLSP leaders. To learn how MLSP can help you get more leads and make more money in your business starting today, visit www.mlsp.com and take your risk-free test drive. MLSP.com. That's MLSP.com, creating tomorrow's leaders today.